Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <laughs> All right. Well, we can jump right into it. I'm so excited to have Brian Hernandez of Zero Dark Nerdy Podcast by Believe Podcast on my Believe in Eagles pod. Um, Brian, you're wearing a Cunningham jersey. We we're just talking about uh, our fear of buying jerseys of current players these days because you never know who's going to be gone, who's not going to pan out, you know. Bless those souls who all, all bought those uh, Jalen Hurts jerseys at the start of this season. <laughs> That's true. It went up, what, like 500% in sales after the Atlanta yep. game? Yep. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously not the start that we wanted. And uh, you know, I listened to your podcast, especially after the 49ers game, which should have been a winnable game by the mm. Eagles. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Is he our guy? Who knows? But at the end of the day, I don't think it's just his fault. We... We need help as a team. So I'm sure we'll discuss all that. <laughs> oh, we will. We will. We will dive into all of the depressing details. But first, uh, before we get into the birds, I want to hear about your podcast. Can you tell me a little bit about Zero Dark Nerdy? Yeah, sure thing. So uh, we're, we're going to be hitting four years in April of next year. And it's a fun pop culture podcast. Uh, not the most politically correct. If you have kids in the car. I highly, kind of suggest, <laughs> <laughs> highly suggest you you do not play this around the kids, uh, but it's just a group of friends that I grew up with here in Greensboro, all from different uh, backgrounds, nationalities, personalities, the whole nine yards that discuss everything pop culture, everything from movies, music, uh, sports games, uh, our friends over at the uh, Water Cooler podcast, which is kind of like our sports division they cover a lot of the the sports aspects of it, and we do a lot of crossover episodes with them. We just recently did the celebrity football draft, which oh was based on football characters from TV shows and movies. And uh, it, it, it actually went over very, very well, and we're getting ready to put it out to a vote to see who drafted the best team. The first pick was Steeman Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday, Jamie Foxx. We went ahead and did like a poll right then and there. Like if you had the first pick, who would, who would you have chosen? And it was almost like Christian McCaffrey. It was like, yes, we would have all chosen steam and Willie Beeman for our number one pick for our celebrity slash football movie, TV show, football draft. I have to know if Tim Riggins was, was even uh, on that list of draftable guys. He he was definitely on there. He was definitely on there. So we did, we did one quarterback, uh, a running back, a wide receiver. We didn't want to go too deep, too deep with it because it was just three of us. And then we did uh, a coach as well as football players. So coach there was Taylor was Coach Taylor on there. Clearly, I'm a Friday Night Lights fan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Coach Taylor was definitely on there. Yes, okay. Um, there were there were there were there was a lot of honorable mentions in there. Uh, actually, Sam Adam, uh, Adam, sorry, I'm sorry, Adam Sandler showed up twice on there. For his yes. uh, Bobby Boucher character, yeah. as well as his character of uh, Paul Crew in Any Given Sunday, so uh, yeah, it was it was one of the more fun episodes we did. It was it was one of those concepts to where we just kind of thought about it and just ran with it, and it's gotten uh, a lot of uh, you know a lot of a lot of great praise, which we're very happy about. It sounds like it. Um, so I have to know. You mentioned you know you're in Greensboro. You grew up there. I also know you mentioned you grew up or were, were from Syracuse. Uh, how did you become an Eagles fan? And I'm so sorry that that happened to you. <laughs> it's all right. So growing up in upstate New York, everybody was either bills or giants. Okay. And I was just a, a huge fan. And, uh, you know, I do not come from a football family. My dad just strictly, the only sports he really follows is Syracuse basketball. And that's only because we moved to Syracuse. But before that he was born and raised Yankee fan, 
And of course, I'm a Yankee fan because of it. But besides that, there was not really a football allegiance. And I had so many friends that were on both sides of the Bills and Giants. I just, I went with my man, Randall Cunningham, which is why I'm rocking his jersey and I always will. And I've been an Eagles fan ever since. So I was like, you know what? Instead of me choosing sides between my friends here in New York, let me go the complete opposite direction and just go with the team south of the border. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been like that ever since. So how are you feeling with your choice of fandom right now? <laughs> Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Believe 50, B-L-E-A-V 50 to receive your bonus. Yeah, let's talk about the Eagles. Uh, clearly in a very rough spot right now. Uh, I was so excited when I saw that you were able to come on the pod because honestly, I'm at a, a point and I think everyone is where it's almost, you can't do anything but laugh because- yep. It's just a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. I I have no solution in sight and I don't see a win in this schedule knowing what we've seen. I feel like the Raiders was like the final nail in the coffin on the Eagles season. Uh, I don't know if you share those sentiments or not. No, I'm very close to sharing those sentiments because I do feel that if we do not beat Detroit, the I'm pretty sure they're the last team that doesn't have a win this year. Yeah. If we don't beat them on Sunday, I think that will be the final nail on the coffin on on a lot of on a lot of things. I mean, Sirianni's play calling, and you mentioned it on your podcast when you were talking about the 49ers game. It, it, it's 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 too cute, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it, including the 49ers game when we tried to run the Philly special, it's like, uh, come on, you know this. Yeah. <laughs> And and then and that was the biggest thing to me, and that's what concerns me the most about Sirianni. Because then in the second game of the season, it was like, okay, that was cute, we get it. A little bit pandering to, to Philly, which he's done a lot, just both in his clothing, play calling, and everything. But it hasn't changed. Like, yes, he hasn't tried to run the Philly special again, but he barely runs the ball. It, the play calling is so vanilla and predictable. Other teams know exactly what to expect at this point. And we haven't seen any progress. I think that's the biggest thing for me. You know, we talk about rebuild years and this was a rebuild year. And I thought I saw progress, even though we lost against the 49ers, which I did talk about on the episode, Mm -hmm. but it's only regressed in my opinion. Um, I think the conversation surrounding the Eagles right now is whose head should roll. So you mentioned Sirianni, you don't like his play calling. Uh, you know, it's obviously people say Howie Roseman, the general manager, people say uh, Jeffrey Laurie, which that's not going to happen because he's a team owner. He can't get fired. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, what is your opinion on on who's the biggest person at fault here? I mean, we got to start with the GM, uh, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. We got to we got to start with Howie. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Smith. Love Smith. Could we have used a better linebacker like Micah Parsons? One thousand percent. As yeah. much as I love Singleton, I love him to death, but he is just one linebacker that can only do but so much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think Fletcher Cox said it best just this past weekend. He was like, no offense to the play calling or whatever. And I mean, you know, I'm kind of ad-libbing here, but, you know, he's like, I don't get paid to watch screens. I get mm-hmm. paid to get sacks and get tackles. Mm-hmm. And to me, it, it starts with the GM. And then it definitely goes down from there. And I think the biggest mistake we made, to be honest with you, is not bringing in Deuce as the mm-hmm. head coach when he was already assistant head coach last year. 
And I tell you what, Detroit, I am super, super worried about this game. I mean, we're favored by three and a half points. But to be honest with you, this this should be a pick them. They've lost the, the last five games besides the Cincinnati game. They've lost every game within a touchdown. And we're talking about games against the Ravens, the Rams, like much more potent offenses that actually have their stuff together, which you watch us and you said it. I mean, it's been so vanilla. Like we've been guilty of running a terrible screen pass on like third and 20 for as long as I've been a fan. I get it. But now it's like a weekly occurrence. And that's like more than weekly at this point. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Now it's like an every drive thing. And yeah. I mean, the main reason that that hurts is still even relevant in any kind of quarterback conversations is because by the time we get to the fourth quarter, it's just garbage points at that point. Like, yeah, right. we, we make it a game by then. And fantasy owners are still loving him because he's going to rush for one or two touchdowns. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that hurts is without blame either. But mm-hmm. it, it's definitely, in, in my opinion, it starts with the GM. I, I, I think, I think honestly, this will probably be Howie's last year, in my opinion. I hope so. Uh, I, I was actually talking to someone earlier today, and he was saying he hopes that they lose to the Lions, as bleak as that sounds, because he thinks that if they do, Howie will be gone immediately. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, I do want to know if you think, that if either Jalen Hurts or Nick Sirianni will be still a part of the Eagles organization by next season. To be honest with you, I I think they might give Sirianni a pass if he just becomes a coach and is not the coach as well as the coordinator and calling the plays. Mm -hmm. Now, if he does not want to step down from that, which we all know it's an ego and pride thing. And, you know, it just really bothers me because he's never done that before either. Like he's been a coach, but never calling out the plays. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, we can all kind of stipulate here, you know, what we, what we would do in that situation at the end of the day, it's like, man, it's not working. And it's not so much also on on his end. It's the defensive coordinator as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, On on top of that, like not being able to utilize Fletcher Fletcher Cox and, and our defense in the way it should be. So I I think if, if anyone's going to come back next year, I don't know if it's going to be Hurts, to be honest with you, as well, because the the quarterback draft class this year is definitely not as prominent as it was this past season. Mm-hmm. So I think, if anything, maybe we make a play for Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that he gets backed up, because a lot of people don't realize this. Russell Wilson's been sacked almost as much as any other quarterback in the league since he's been in the NFL. So mm-hmm. if we can actually provide him with some protection you know, maybe he comes to Philly and we'll go from there. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, this is more than likely his last year in Green Bay. So I'm not a big fan of let's draft a quarterback. I, I don't mm-hmm. think that really works out in a lot of teams' favors immediately. And we're Philly fans. We want to see immediate results, period. Especially after the last few seasons. And I totally agree. I, I really don't want them to go for a quarterback in the draft, especially when you just never know how they're going to pan out. Right. I mean, we've seen that firsthand as Eagles fans. Um, They can show promise and then, you know, not perform. I think if we, I agree with you, I do think we need an elite quarterback, especially if we're going to keep the coaching staff who is still young. I think that's a a big issue for us. You know, we've got all these young players. Jalen hurts is still a very, he's basically a rookie. Uh, there's no leaders really. I know we've got older guys like Fletcher Cox and Lane Johnson, but very few and far between. And especially as quarterback, like you need, 
either a head coach who's seasoned and has been in the league for a while, or you need to be in it. Like, I think if the Eagles had an elite quarterback leading their offense, uh, with receivers like Devonte Smith and Quez Watkins, I think we would be a completely different team, to be honest, that doesn't solve the defensive issue, which Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator aside, I think if we hold on to those draft picks that we have and don't trade them for say Russell Wilson or a quarterback, uh, I think should be spent all on defensive talent, especially linebackers. Agreed. And I, I mean, we saw what Dallas did this year with their defensive picks. If it was, if it was not for Dallas's defensive picks, you know, for the exception of uh, Diggs, who is now in his second season and has he's tied for touchdowns with his brother, who is a wide receiver. <laughs> so um, you look at the the picks that Dallas did and completely believing in that system to reorganize because they had so many injuries. And I'm not a Dallas fan. We all know it's it's Philly or bust and anybody but Dallas. And it pains <laughs> me to say this. It, it truly does. But they were incredibly smart with their draft picks going on the defensive side. And I think we should have done that the last couple seasons, and we didn't. And, you know, nothing against Rager, nothing against Smith. I, I think Watkins is a breakout wide receiver on any team. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't think it's hurts. Like, yes, has he missed some passes this year? Of course. Mm-hmm. Has he nailed some that are just absolutely fantastic? Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of quarterbacks do that. Is he a little bit more inaccurate than we would like him to be, you know, coming mm-hmm. off his rookie season? Yeah, of course. But, mm-hmm. at, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's also still the play calling when you're sitting there running that RPO offense and they don't expect you to run the ball at all. What, what are you supposed to do? Right. Right. I, that's the unfortunate thing. And, and I think that's why I asked that question. It's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Is it the play calling? Is it Nick Sirianni and the coaching or is it Jalen hurts and his lack of accuracy and, and all that he's criticized for. And we just don't know. I'm sure internally the Eagles organization is probably trying to figure that out. Uh, we saw some movement when they traded Joe Flacco, which means that Gardner Minshew is now number two and we could see him get some play action if the Eagles stay the same with Gardner Minshew, then we probably know a big issue is Nick Sirianni and the play calling. All right. So that's enough of the depressing Philly <laughs> Eagles uh, talk, but I do want to know if you're a fan of any other Philly sports teams. Yeah. Uh, a big 76ers fan. I grew up a Dr. J fan. Oh boy. So, uh, <laughs> Another great one. <laughs> It's a fun time to be a Philly sports fan. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I actually had the pleasure of meeting uh, Dr. J. Julius Irving at a a trade show event not too long ago. And he was also one of my, even though my dad, like, as I mentioned earlier, wasn't a huge fan of other sports teams besides just Yankees and Syracuse basketball. I I just have the utmost respect for him. And, uh, you know, growing up. Was I a big Flyers fan? Not really. Like, I respect Eric Lindros. Like, that was one of the guys that I looked up to growing up. Uh, Unfortunately, like, the concussion king before, you know, we study concussions as they are. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, those are the big ones. And, I mean, uh, do I respect Philly baseball? Of course. I love Bryce Bryce Harper. I love what Philly's doing out there. So, I'm, I'm, like, one of those guys that's, like, not from Philly, but I just appreciate that hardworking, like, nature and just our fan base even though yes we can be kooky and you touched on this (laughs) on your on the episode i listened to yeah i I, i'm also a fan of a lot of eagles fan pages and some of it is just nonsense (laughs) (laughs) coming out of there but you know for for a lot a lot more of us that, that have a little bit more common sense when it comes to sports mentalities it's just been that whole just gridiron 
mentality when it comes to the city of Philadelphia. And that, right. I think that's what I respect the most. So even though Eagles are, are my team and I still pull for Philadelphia teams, I still love Philadelphia and just the whole mentality when it comes to rooting for their, their sports teams and sports figures. It's, it's definitely a, a love hate relationship. And oh, it just, is. Yeah, just like Kelsey said when he was trying to uh, give some uh, some words of wisdom to Ben Simmons, like, "Hey, man, spot you, on." Yeah, yeah. You, you you know, you either got to embrace or you got to move on. Plain and mm-hmm. simple. No, it's it's very true, and and that's I re- I will always quote uh, one of my former bosses. I used to live in L.A. He was from Washington D.C. area, I think, and he was like, "Oh, you're from Philly. I've been to Philly once. I didn't like it though." And I'm used to people saying that, and I'm like, "Oh, why?" And he's like because I thought it was a beautiful city. I just felt like everyone was part of a club that I wasn't invited to, and they did not want me in their club. And I feel like that's a perfect summary of Philly and especially Philly sports fans. And I think the hate that we get, uh, from a lot of other, well, most other people, cities, teams Mm -hmm. makes us more, you know, loyal to each other and more kind of hesitant to, to let outsiders in. Um, but I, I love being a Philly sports fan. I've been one since I was born, so I don't know anything else, but wouldn't want to be anything else. Um, all right, before I let you go, I want to get your prediction and it's okay. You you don't have to be optimistic here. I'm not going to ask for a score prediction Sunday because who knows, I am going to ask you what you think the Eagles record is going to be by the end of the season. I do think that we get to at least six, hopefully seven wins. I, I do hope that, just like you said, I mean, new new staff, new new everything, Lane's back. And by the way, big shout out to Lane Johnson. I'm a big advocate for mental uh, for mental health. Mm-hmm. So you know, for him to take care of what he had to take care of, and uh, I, you know, again, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a big fan of fan pages. It's like, oh well, you know, figure your shit out and get back to work. Like, mental health is is bigger than all of us, plain mm-hmm. and simple. It's bigger than the sport. It's bigger than everything else. So. Uh, just want to show a lot of love and appreciation out there to Lane Johnson and and taking care of what he had to take care of to come back. And, uh, you know, we have the pieces. That's the, that's the thing I think that bothers me the most as an Eagles fan. It's not like, you know, we're missing everything here. Like, yes, could we have a couple better linebackers than Singleton? Because Singleton is just one man. I love his story, and he played great for us Same. last year, and he's been, you know, okay. But he's not that big. Like he makes tackles, but he, then he gets dragged six yards down the field by exactly. <laughs> the running back tight ends, whoever has the ball. So, Oh, exactly. And that's why Gannon needs to, you know, straighten up the line, figure out the formation and not make it to where, okay, if they get past us then they have to deal with Singleton. I mean, like I said, love Singleton. He's no Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So um, we can do what we can. I'm going to say at least six, hopefully seven wins this year. And again, with Detroit, I think if if we lose, this is going to shake up the organization like none other. And I'm not talking just like maybe people get fired. I think the players are going to start speaking up a lot louder than they have been. You know, Mm -hmm. that was that was the most I've seen Fletcher Cox kind of talk about the organization as well as the game planning in a long time. And I, so when that came out, I host a live post game show with, uh, Mark Frazetta and Derek Gunn, who is a former Eagles insider. He knows all the players super well. And we were live when, when Fletcher Cox said that. And Derek was like, Oh, that means something's not right in the locker room because yep. we had also been talking about Jason Kelsey's outburst, which, yeah, that call was ridiculous when his helmet came off and they, flagged Kelsey for taking his helmet off. Um, 
but we never see that much emotion and frustration from Jason Kelsey. And I think it was definitely about a lot more than just a bad call by the referee. And that concerns me a lot because I, when you lose the locker room, it's just hopeless (laughs) not to get too, too pessimistic with it, but it's true. It's true. And I agree with you. We're dropping facts here as, as diehard Eagles fans and and Philadelphia fans, like we're not going to sugarcoat it. Yes. Mm -hmm. There is, there's definitely something wrong in the air. We, we got to hurry up and, and try to fix it. If not, and like I said, if we lose to Detroit on, on Sunday, things are going to happen within the locker room that we may not hear about. Maybe we hear some rumblings about, we may actually see some organiza- organizational changes. So we'll see. I'm not saying that if we win, everything's going to be all hunky, go, you know, lucky again, but at the same time, it would be nice to come off a W when you're supposed to get one quote unquote. I mean, every given, any given Sunday, any team can show up. And like I mentioned earlier, Detroit, they're, they're not a pushover. That head coach, I'll tell you what, man, he has the players. He is a player's coach. Mm -hmm. I could not think of his name right now, but I mean him when he was tearing up when they lost by a field goal and yeah. that was for the Vikings, and they lost by a field goal to the Ravens. And again, only lost by nine points to the Rams, a high-powered offense. I mean, this is not going to be a walk-in-the-park game. Now, if we make it look like a walk-in-the-park, great. You know, obviously things are aligning again. Let's get back to normal. But I, I'm not predicting a blowout if we do win. If we do win, I do believe it is going to be a very close game because they are – one of those teams that, yes, they're 0-6, but they're not 0-6 just getting blown out every single week. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. Well, Brian, thank you so, so much for coming on the Believe in Eagles podcast. And we'll see what happens Sunday. I'm a little nervous, but uh, I like the optimism here. And you know what? Maybe if they lose, it won't be the worst thing because we'll finally see some changes. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on and go Birds. Go Birds. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This podcast is always presented by Bet Online. I'm Devin Caney. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.